podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares, like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. What are we doing? Voiced waterfall. Yeah. Right, ladies and gents, we are not covertly recording this on a video. I don't think so anyway. I'm sure someone is, but uh, how are we doing? Uh, episode eight of the United People's TV podcast. We're here to talk about, we're going to, well, we're going to talk about transfers later in the podcast, but I think you'll get enough of that on a day-to-day basis. So we want to really focus on what I would say is the biggest story this week. Uh, our CEO deciding to front up a protest, pop into the pub. I think he got a tip off from the landlord. Well, that's what I've read anyway. And then speaking to a set of United fans, uh, what, for an hour and a half? Obviously, we've all seen what's happened since. Uh, the videos were leaked. That reaction, <clears throat> we'll speak, I'll ask, I want all your opinions on that because I think it's, um, some people are happy that the videos were leaked. I'm not particularly. I, don't, I think it kind of undermines the whole, the whole thing that the 1958 were working towards. But lads, welcome aboard. How happy are you to be here with me and waste an hour of your life? Absolutely I'm not delighted, so, so happy you don't want to, want to talk. All right, <laughs> yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. I feel like we haven't spoken, although you're pestering me for uh, VIP access at the London Stadium. Just yeah, come on, mate. Like. Look, sort it out. You work, you work in and around that industry. I'm going to see the Chilies on Saturday. Help me out. Give me some hospitality. Come on. Sorry, mate. Don't sponsor the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why not? It's, it's top tier, top tier band. Well, they're not that big in the sports betting world, mate. So, <laughs> Well, there's your niche. <laughs> Guarantee there's a niche for you to get there. But like, yeah. don't worry How about many it. sticks will flee drop <laughs> over under three? I can't believe he's still alive. But look, let's hope, let's hope he's That's your friendship under the bridge. <laughs> I know, hey. it's never there. Hey. Very, good. Very good. Really Every. enjoyed that. There's, there'll be no scar tissue from this breakup. Oh. Uh, nah, I've, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm, I'm done. But look, <clears throat> what, do, what do you all make about this Richard Arnold situation? Because there's so many different angles and facets and, yeah, just ways you can interpret what was said but overall is it a good thing what do you reckon yeah let's go for you alex i I think well i think just generally speaking the whole thing's quite embarrassing like the these these grown i mean when i when i first heard about it i don't know when was it earlier in the week but when i first heard about it i was expecting to see like young young lads like 20 year old 18 year old lads like who, who are really sort of the the next wave of sort of home and away fans for United, you know, being behind it. And then I saw all the images and it's lads in their fifties and sixties at a pub. And they just, they just got caught out, you know, planning to go outside some bloke's house as if he's really got much to do with any of this, you know? And, um, but you know, the more salient point is around 
the covert videoing of it and, and, and subsequent sort of leaking of it into social media. And I just think that that was completely ridiculous to do that. This guy has got wind of potentially some intimidating or threatening behavior against him and his family. He's, he's, he's had the courage and the kind of front to show up at, at their local and buy them a pint and try to give them a little bit of insight into the club that they sort of, you know, claim to, to love or claim to follow or whatever. And, uh, they've, they've just kind of gone behind his back and filmed him under the table and, and one or two of them have, have, have leaked it. I just think that that was really disingenuous. Um, it's probably the last time he'll do that. You know, if, if they had been really upfront and had a real, you know, useful discussion with him and the, and they said, look, can we film it? No, please, please. Yeah. I'd rather you didn't. And then I think, you know, it's the sort of thing that a dialogue could have started there, but I feel as though it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, the, the first and last time he's, he's going to make that mistake. If you like, well, I'd, I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised if, if any sort of conversation like that can happen again, but like you're talking about their age, what, what's their age got to do with it? Like surely, <clears throat> Surely they're representing United fans in the right way, but it doesn't make fucking matter what their age is. Like the intention of of them going there for Richard Arnold, not for Richard Arnold. You know what I mean? Uh, what's do you think? You think the idea of actually going to his house and protesting in itself was an embarrassing concept, Val? Is that something you agree with? Uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with um, going to his house or being uh, at the end of the day. He's jo- he's doing his job. He he's getting paid. To essentially run the club by by his by his employers. Um, now, like all of us, like anybody, your your job is separate to your your personal life. Um, you, I was reading on um, uh, um, one of the forums, and back in two thousand and five, when you, uh, the takeover happened, it got leaked. Um, all the executive um, season ticket holders. And fans started going down to all these executive season ticket holders and putting anti-glazer stickers outside the house. And one of the guys, he was like, he didn't actually realise, but he he asked his daughter about it now. She's like, yeah, that stayed with me for a long time. It impacted me for a long time. All these people coming to our house. Um, so I think, yeah, that's, that that element of it is wrong because there's there could be young children. There's going to be there could be elderly people there or his, his partner as well. So I, I don't agree with going to someone's house about it. Um, but what other language do do the owners or the, the, do they understand? I mean, we, from from the club's point of view, and I think Jamie Carragher mentioned it as well, it's, it's refreshing to kind of see him in front of. And that's the most we've got out of anybody as a fan base since they've taken over the club. Yeah, um, and it, it seemed like it was done in a constructive way. Um, it didn't didn't kind of seem like a hostile environment. In regards to, and in regards to the recording, I, on me personally, I think Richard Arnold's he's been a bit naive there because the guy's sitting right in front of him. Yeah, if somebody's sitting right in front of you holding a phone, you're you're going to spot that phone at some point. So. I think personally, it's a, it's a good bit of PR for him as well because suddenly he seemed to be the guy who cares. I mean, he came off really well, right? The pe- try, people are trying to insinuate that Richard Arnold is that fucking clever that he scripted a ninety-minute speech, mm-hmm. went down there and knew exactly what he was going to say. It, it looked, mm-hmm. it felt like quite an honest bit of off-your-chest conversation mm-hmm. from him, 
and look, Matt, you, we talked about it for a long, long time. What happened when Ed Woodward was at his house? Obviously, it's a bit different because um, he wasn't there. And then remember when the son had the exclusive pictures of people fucking throwing flares in to his gates, and like, they, knew the, they knew the protest was going to happen before it happened. Uh, and and then obviously, as soon as that happened, the narrative switched away from the Glazers, and the narrative went from the Glazers are obviously bad for United and X Y Z to uh, mob mentality, United fans fits like strike the fear into God in Edward Wood and his family, and then all of a sudden you're talking about something completely different. You can do peaceful protests. I don't I don't agree with going to the house. That's wrong. That that's that's bowsed and. Uh, Alex has alluded to that is wrong going to someone's house. For me, I think uh, Richard Arnold had his own agenda as well by going. He didn't have to go. He could have just gone down and said, lads, what are you doing? I call the police. That's it. And gone. He didn't have to sit there for however long. Um, what, what, what do you reckon his agenda was? You say he had an agenda. What would it be? He fancied the sneaky pint, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get out of the house. He's like, oh, I just want to pint of lamb. It's all going off. But, but some of the information he chucked out there, there was some good information in that. It, stuff mm. we all know anyway. So he mentioned infrastructure about a stadium. We, I need money in to do that. He mentioned about the protests. The protests are not going to stop. They're going to ramp up. I, I think everyone I've seen so far, especially towards the end of last season, was peaceful to a degree. Yes, you had the smoke bombs and you had the Munich Tunnel. That, there's, that There is a health and safety issue there with the smoke because it wasn't going anywhere for about 20 minutes. And if you've got people with breathing difficulties, etc. That is an issue. And children but, as well. Yeah, and children yeah. as well. Uh, but I think in the main, the protests have been peaceful. But how else are we going to get rid of these people from owning our club? I think there's 33 million going out this week, isn't there? Or the yes. And you think, the, we'll come on to transfers later possibly, but the Glazers, there's 33 million, doesn't need to come out of the club. There's a leaking roof. There's bird shit over every bit of stadium. There's mould inside. The speakers don't work. It's it's a shithole in there. But with Richard yeah. Arnold coming out and saying it how it is, he made a comment about, I don't know the actual word, and you'll correct me on this. We've chucked money. At, we've spent money on crap. or We've thrown money just down the pan. And we have. Literally down the pan. I, I, I don't agree with the protest, um, but Alex alluded to it. You had a chance there to build something, to build a dialogue. Do you, re- uh, do you reckon that's gone now? Do you reckon, Atlanta, do you reckon that's like completely like not, Vamos? There's, there's no not, chance. No, not necessarily. Not. I mean, it doesn't mean that he's just gonna just gonna clam up and never do that again. But you know, it it, it will make him more cautious next time. And, and you're right, Bauer. Like, that's it was probably naive of him, but he, you know, if 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 you if you're there with a bunch of grown men and you say, you know, I'd rather you didn't record this, and obviously you're gonna, you know, this is gonna come out no matter what. But I'd rather you didn't record me. I'd rather we kept it, you know more or less between us then then that should be respected but i just want to just touch on what matt just said about um you know not showing up at people's house and 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 all that that's absolutely fine with someone like arnold i don't blame him for any any of this he's just a bloke in a ceo job trying trying to do you know what's right for his career whatever that's it's nothing to do with him really but the glazers the absolute best they should expect is masked men showing up outside their place and i would support like almost anything to get under their skin and let them know. I mean, anything short of I actually physically hurting them, I would support. <laughs> I would support it. So, and and that's, would, not, would, that's would, not what you told me in the pub before. That's would, what I'm saying. Well, yeah, you're but, laughing, yeah. but you've had but, people break into Carrington. You've had people storm into Old Trafford. Not one person has stormed into the Glazer household in Tampa. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's almost the, like the no one is, lives in fucking Tampa. Well, that's kind of one of the things I was saying about them being older lads who did it. I, if I was like seventeen or eighteen, I might do it. But I've got, you know, I might, I've got a career. But, but Alex, Alex, I don't Alex, want to get nicked. Those guys who you said talking about their age, that is effectively us when the when the Glazers took over in terms of yeah. our, our roughly our age. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this group, so effectively for, for those guys. In their probably their best years of probably being able to follow the club, um, yeah. it's kind of gone from a point where United were really financially stable, pretty much buying the best the best players in Europe every other year. Yeah, um, but for me, like the most sport brats. Sorry, do you think Man United fans act like sport brats? Because of what we've no, had since 1990 no, through so. till 2010, so. it's not. It's nothing to do with the results no. on the pitch. It's no. really not. It's really I, not. I, I think the, the, the two things: the new breed of fan. If you look, if you look at it, uh, and when when the guy posted his videos and, and looked into his mentions after, and they were all kind of from faceless accounts and asking for transfer intel. And as soon as he mentioned the thing about the the two supposed leaks and Richard Arnold saying they're no longer at the club, I've got it on footage. And everyone was like, well, show that footage, show that footage. Look at the desperate to absolve Pogba of any potential blame. Because he's, he's got this weird cult following. Um, uh, you're completely right. It's, <clears throat> the culture of um, following football now is, is probably like there's, a, there's an immediacy culture. It had like, I want it now. I've, I think I mentioned this to you before. It's like when you fucking finish Stranger Things on Netflix, right? It's taken three years to make. As soon as it's finished, you're like, where's the new season? Where's something else? It's like, you don't sit there and like, absorb it in. It's like you're just yeah. bored immediately, and back, you want. Back when we were, back when we were kids, if Liverpool beat United on Saturday, you had a, you could wait until Monday to get the get the abuse from your mates. You know, like mm-hmm. nowadays, it's like that's it. You're straight on there, <laughs> no matter where you are in the world. If you're if you're a football supporter, you can go in and absolutely attack the players, attack other fans. And I think I think for the newer generation now that's what gives them a buzz out of being a football fan rather than seeing your team win a big match or a team win a trophy. It's, you know what? Oh, we've got bragging rights over Liverpool. Yeah, fans up. Somebody tweeted me last week. I'm going to get one back over on him today. And it's, it's embarrassing, but yeah. it's, it is what it is. You've got to roll, with, roll with the time. But one, yeah, thing I, one thing I took from there is Richard Arnold. He's supposed to be Ed Woodward's mate. He came, I think they came into the club similar times. Yeah, they both went to uni together yeah. at Bristol. Well, so you're obviously an old school mate, and he's pretty much thrown him under the bus for it was, given opportunity. It, it was, it wasn't. I don't think it was a little bit of shade. I think it was just full bone fucking shade. He goes, I think what he said was like, you know, you want me to buy the players? Does that not ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. And it, what? Else, how else could that possibly be interpreted yeah. apart from slapping Woodward around the face? And this is a, a guy who you essentially grown through your professional career with. You'd have some sort of loyalty to that person, regardless of who it is. I mean, just because it, it, you're sitting in front of some ten fans, you're not going to suddenly just you. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think most people wouldn't in that situation. Yeah, well, not it, if your it, mate's it, an absolute wanker like no. Ed Woodward, and, and 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 not if your mate has done the job which you've now taken over, and you know full well that everything that you've got to do is basically the opposite of what he's done. He's got to yeah. distance himself from Woodward. Oh yeah, yeah. and the and the legacy that he left behind. And Wood, by, like, Woodward is like intrinsically re- re- linked to the Glazers forever because he's the one who, saw, who who arranged the finance for the takeover, right? The host, he, basically he, the hostile takeover that, that, that they did. Yeah, he, he was the accountant that made it happen, and he was effectively the face of it. He, he was the man that, that, on a day-to-day basis, was the one with the dirty fingers in all the pies. He was the one that was making it all happen. He was the one making all the decisions. Really, the Glazers just trusted him 
because we were making money hand over fist every year, commercial revenues going up. Therefore, they had no reason to question Woodward at all at any point until it all went wrong. It stagnated and then he got sacked. What's he doing now? I don't care. No, just out of curiosity. Hopefully, he's running a cafe that's look, it's, uh, just running a cafe it's somewhere. He's fall from grace, that isn't it? If he's running something nice. He'll be doing something very corrupt for some very corrupt rich people. Right. You're going to see him at the Guitar World Cup some, somehow. Oh, mate, that's the sort of thing he'll be doing. 100%. He's a weasel, isn't he? Oh, to a weasel. A he's a proper, proper oh, I hate reason. him so much. I hate I'm the shape fair, of his face. I'm fairly sure one of us on this call has met one of the Glazers at a World Cup and didn't have the chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've anything. heard this story as well. Yeah. I've heard this story as well. But, the, but ended up getting a selfie and saying, keep doing what you're doing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard these rumours too. He's, well, didn't he? he's with his daughter, like I said. I'm not going to abuse the guy in front of his daughter. I did say to him, when are you selling our club? Who, <laughs> who was it? Uh, Avram. All oh, right. Oh God, the worst one. Has has anybody ever seen hair worse than has that? Has anyone ever? been more ugly than that man ever in the history of the world? <laughs> but um, Yates he tries. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 from what he said regarding the stadium, I don't think it's a viable option in terms of um, refurbishing Old Trafford to the standard required because of the amount that of work involved. So I think it's, well, if you're going to spend that, then you might as well just build a new stadium. Yes, yeah, yeah, effectively, for those who, who don't know what you said, <clears throat> Richard Arnold was, he was explaining, it, like Matt said earlier, he, he said that Man United had burned through a billion. They'd, like, they'd spunked money left, right and centre. They'd wasted so much. And when it came to the idea of a new £250 million Carrington, like a refreshed training ground, he was like, the club does not have the money for it, let alone the idea of a new stadium. Obviously, Spurs, they financed it with a massive mortgage, Arsenal fans, I don't know what they're still doing, how they pay for the Emirates. But if United are to get a new stadium, simply put, the only way that's going to happen is probably by selling off the name of it. But just Fine, we'll do it. It's always going to be Old Trafford. Yeah. Still people, I mean, still be Spurs State. It's always going to be White Hart Lane. To me. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I'm not too offended by it. It, it can be, it can be called kind of whatever it's called. If it's in the same fucking location, it still will always. You will always call it old. It's like as, I still as long as it's Karen's. not, as long as it's not like the TikTok Old Trafford. <laughs> what would be the single worst name you could think of? Uh, TikTok marginally worse than ISIS, maybe. <laughs> brought to, brought to you by Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they got a billion pound line around it, don't you? Oh, uh, maybe. Well, maybe they probably do. It's probably in guns. Anyway, separate conversation. But um, obviously, Richard Arnold. Yeah, I'm. I th- my my overarching emotion from it is is kind. Of, I'm angry at the guy leaking the fucking videos. It's such a short sighted thing to do. Like it, it got a couple of headlines for a couple of days, and that's it. Mm. Like any momentum from that is now switched, mm. and to the idea that Richard Arnold. I mean. It wasn't 19. I spoke. I tried to speak to a couple of the guys from 1958, and it wasn't directly run by them. They were aware of it, but it wasn't like one of the protests that they'd organised. It's just a couple of their members were there. Well, one of them's actually. Were they saying like apparently the guy who who did the recording and has now been removed? He only got invited on the day. But surely, if you know you're going to do such a a high profile thing, well, obviously they didn't know they were going to meet him in such detail. Um, but you. You'd know who you're you're inviting, and then suddenly, it, well, if you're going to be breaking the law potentially, right? Yeah. You don't want to be inviting some fucking rando you mm. just met in. But, but, but also, it's kind. Of, it's become like 
point scoring exercise now. Oh, it is media. totally, totally. Everyone's trying to trump each other. I'm like, this is the biggest thing with our fan base. It's it's so split. It's always been like that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the- like I said, me and Matt have discussed it a lot of time. Pe- people take a, a stab at TRA, call them happy clappers, etc. I mean, we've yeah. moved in there. We moved our seats in there since the, f- the first for the first match they started. And it's the, in my opinion, it's the best thing that's happened to Old Trafford in a long it time. It was the same thing with J Stand. Remember that when that when that yeah. happened, then it was yeah. every, they were all just getting called whatever. They're trying to they're trying to police it as best possible in terms as to who you're passing your tickets to. I mean, like the best thing for us is like we've got a group of now twenty plus mates who can pretty much stand together every single game. Th- that wasn't happening before. They've also got the three pound points in round. Initially, it was only for uh, TRA section, which I didn't agree with, and now it's gone stadium wide. So they're, yeah. they're not just in it for for themselves. Yeah, 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 totally agree. Um, it's 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 it, it's always. I mean, it's always been like that, but on potentially like a smaller scale. You know, it was how many how many credits have you got, and like you know that kind of one upmanship that was that was always around, right? And and now it's just blown out of proportion, like. If you yeah. if you sing a song a certain way, or you sing a certain song, or you slow it down, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That, that, that's, it, it, that's probably that's surely not just just United. That is that not just like a, a foot part of that part of football culture? It must that that sort of must exist in every club. I think we've got like a bit of a unwritten sort of code that people are expected to follow, right? As United fans, and you do things in a certain way. But I think that's a lot of that's dying away now because the younger breed are going to home and away games. The people our age and older have sort of been phased out, and then you've got the vast majority of United fans are from from abroad whose only access is via Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and that's their access to match going fans. So if they want to speak to about people about their fan experiences or they want to, you know, speak to someone like you, Sam, that it's via social media. Same thing with the players. So. I mean, in terms of like you know the 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 way the the the, the fan base has changed uh, since since kind of social's blown up, it's it's night and day in ter- in that respect. But it's always been there always has always been infighting going back years. But you see that with your Man United release tweets or the the various social posts they do, it's always from what two o'clock in the afternoon, the bulk of it. So it's hitting the Middle East and the Far East. You can see that all the time. I think I think. The social team is shocking at United. I think, I, I think Richard Arnold said, I, I don't know whether that's been covered much, but I'm pretty sure he said that they're all getting sacked and he's getting new ones in. Well, yeah, that was a bit too. ridiculous as well. I mean, it's like, you know, these are these are just people on a probably fairly low salary, young people doing social media. Why, yeah. the, why the fuck do fans well, like 1958 give a shit about them? Yeah, but if you, get it, if you get it right, it's good. But it, it does help. It the, does. The, the, yeah, but we don't does give a shit. Club. I don't give a shit about United's Twitter. I think I, I actually think I've got them shit, muted. A lot of people give a shit. Like you can't ignore the influence. Anyone can read a room, that. surely. My eight-year-old can read a room if he knows me and his mum are arguing. He goes, "Fuck that! I'm going upstairs to play FIFA." But anyone can read a room. <laughs> United's admin don't seem to read the room. What was it that they? It was. It was the, the time, <laughs> the night when uh, Eric Ten Hag won uh, the tart with Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, they tweeted it. It's like, are, well, most I, of the interactions will come from rival fans, right? I mean, oh, it was yeah, fully United fans going. Isn't, come on. isn't that? But isn't that like? Doesn't, that is social doesn't media. Bad right? news and, and banter and everything. Isn't that what drives the big interactions? You know, it's not necessarily going to be. 
you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo sit-up videos or whatever. Yeah, you know, you... They've done something for Anfield, didn't they, for Hillsborough in uh, April, but they left the comments open. Just mm-hmm. just close everything, just put, well, and, and rightly so, pay your respect. And then I think the second comment or the third, third comment was from Lagos, and I know I'm generalising people, but it was, when's Lingard signing again? And you think, come on, hold that. 97, Pete, just honestly, some of the stuff, and I think the guy, you probably heard of him, is it Nick Speakman? Nick someone? He's the, uh, I think he's the head of social media. He's head of he? social media. You know, he's got, uh, he's made some money from the look of his, looks of his bio and all that. But Bal mentioned it to me a couple of, well, probably at the start of that last season, the social media people ran the, ran the stadium with the phones and ran the tunnel, filming everything at different angles. You see, when United score a goal, it, it comes from like 19 different angles now on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, following the yeah. Saturday. And Alex said that you love seeing that though. Like, for example, when Ronaldo's comeback goal went Strafford end, some of the footage is fucking good. Yeah, oh, it's, but that's that's a plus. But like, Alex, what about all the people who are out there in support of Greenwood and stuff on social well, media? Yeah, you know, uh, like, I don't know there's so many of them, though. there's so many of them, and, and they're often from, from overseas. No, mate, they're everywhere. They're not just from overseas. It's, that, that's just... I've, I've just done a blanket ban on Greenwood and the concept of talking about Greenwood until the fucking police come the, out. The club I've done a blanket ban. I've, my son's got a kit. No, my, no, me personally, I've done a no. blanket ban on it. Like, I mean, the club has you had, banned him, you had four taken weeks him away. to return a kit. And if you look on the calendar behind me, which you probably can't see, June, guess who it is? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to guess it's Greenwood. It is. There you go. No, no. It's a very delicately placed head you've got there. Nicely I should done. take it down, to be honest. But my son asked me every day, is, is Mason Greenwood kits here? And United won't take it back. No, time's gone. You had three, you had three weeks and five days to return it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that what they say? Yeah. Fucking hell. And it's just little look, look, things look. like that. Little things. I mean, so if you, if you go into any single tweet now during the transfer window, they could tweet about anything. And they'll be like, oh, Liverpool have signed Nunes, City have signed Haaland, what the fuck are you doing? Sign some bloody players. It's like, well, it's, it's not just easy. If it was easy as that, you'd be top of the league and you win win everything every year. And forget the fact that everybody, every other football club in the world is trying to buy sign players as well. City do make it look easy though, don't they? It should be easier than Man United make it look. 100%. Well, when, when your football model is that good, it is easy. It was easy for United for 20 years because they were so good as a football team. You ain't going to believe what's just landed. My season tickets landed on email. Your new Greenwood shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered it from China. My new email, my season tickets turned up on email. How weird. Let me check. Let me check. Got tickets for the Open today. Sunday. Very nice. Uh, what, are you taking me? Uh, no. Oh, well. Completely off topic. topic. The friendship under the bridge has gone even worse. Fitzpatrick was good last night. I live in Sheffield, so there was having pies in Sheffield last night. So some of those some of those shots were ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've, it's way past my bedtime. The US Open and stuff these days, but yeah, I was rooting for him anyway. Best season ticket then. Yeah, yeah, mine's not come through. Yeah, mine's not come through. Just you. Yours? Are you, you, uh, I've got mine. Oh, what? Just these two. What's going on? I think they, pay, they got the people out who paid in full. The the instalment people goes later. No, no I, I paid in full. full. Plus, plus, I'm gold. Don't try and call me out like that on the podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> was it Zebra Finance? Remember back in the day? Who is it now? I thought I know V12 it's Zebra Finance. Finance. Wow. They've, not, they've not gone into silver and red yet. It's only platinum and gold. Remember? <laughs> I'm a, I'm gold this year. Who? Oh no, you're not. Well, I'm still silver. So fuck you all. 
Well, uh, going back to a point you all raised there, because we're, we're kind of starting to sound like grumpy. Because Alex said upmanship. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. You've exposed yourself there. You'll have a but pack like, on your seat, you miserable old shit. <laughs> but you, you, you're talking about um, the not a split fan base, but like the one-upmanship, the TRA, the 1950. How, how, do you, how do you go about uniting it? Like uniting it, because if everybody literally pointed in the same direction and you managed to avoid these conversations of one-upmanship or do this or do that, it could be so much more powerful than it is currently. And it is it, what the 1958 have definitely done is, yeah, I think it's got integrity. I think it's, I think it's done well. And clearly from those comments from Richard Arnold, it's had some sort of impact. Like he, he's not happy about it. That clearly it's not directly affecting their ability to get sponsors, but it's now popping up in conversations, right? Yeah. Like, how, how do you go about getting everyone to, I don't know, sing from the same hymn sheet? I think you prioritize football again, prioritize football, prioritize winning, completely overhaul the, the business model, either get rid of the owners or completely change the way they run it. That's the only way. No, that- no of course, but, but, but that's what the, that's what I mean. All of the support groups want that to happen. But then how do you get the supporters groups united towards helping make that happen? Because the Glazers won't fucking leave until they get a massive... The core Man United fans who go home and away are off the... I, my opinion, are off the same sheet. Yeah. Got, how many day trippers are at Old Trafford? 30,000, 25? More. I hate going to Old Trafford now. Yeah. I really do. But the away... My son loves the away days. He prefers that over going... He loves Old Trafford, but the away days for him because he, he sees some familiar faces and you seem to be off the same hymn sheet in that away end. Literally, but but you know, at Old Trafford, it's it's a cash cow, isn't it? It's yeah. everyone's making money on match day, and uh, it's the car park there, the hot dog seller. Everyone's making money on a Saturday around Old Trafford. The fan cams who go who film themselves inside the ground, which I don't agree with, but they they make money off the back of United, and right, and why shouldn't they to a degree? But they're divisive with some of the comments they come out with. I mean, that protest that they had that managed to get all seven people. Oh god! But oh, that was bad. But you think? But we don't really, we don't really give a, f- a flying fuck about them or the like. He's part of the match warriors. day squad. He's my part of the match day going fan, and his agenda is different to what our four would be when we go to a game on a Saturday. I think the majority of match going fans, Old Trafford, want the same thing, and it's getting them all to sing off, literally. I mean, it, it, it felt like that was happening, right? Yeah, the last three protests, what was it? Norwich, Chelsea, and I can't remember the last game. Um, the last three games Brentford. at Old Trafford, near Brentford. It felt like there was a unison, like it was the same march from the same toll gate down, down to Mount Busby Way, into the Munich Tunnel. They got bigger, they made noise, they got police in, they tried to police it, but it still had an impact. But the, the, the walkout against Brentford yeah, the walkout. is like, as Matt alluded, there's thirty odd thousand day trippers who are just there for that game. For them, it's a day out, and they're in their replica shirts. Half of them attending protests, and they've got club shirts on. So for for them, a lot of them they don't understand all the the issues at hand. Don't really mean that much to them because they've had they've had their day out there. They've so therefore, been- half of Old Trafford isn't. It, 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 the the idea of doing a boycott in that sense, you're never going to be able to do it because it's different agendas mm. for different people. I mean, I, 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 I mean, if you look at season ticket holders, what percentage of season ticket holders do you think actually attend each game? I actually think I actually think probably mm. a third, maybe 
at least a third are probably passed on to other people every game. Our group, by that, the 20 in that group, I yeah. said half of that sold to mates who want to come, kids who we bring. Yeah. And that's that's 10 out I've, of just our group. That's somewhere between a third and a half, I would say. But even even then, that, that might be slightly generous. Mm. But but there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But you, you as, as long as you're selling to, to the right people. And I agree with the controls the club are putting in place with you can only pass to members now going after people um, who had forwarded tickets last year where they said, well, you were forwarded a ticket for Leeds at home. Face value for this ticket is £37. If you paid anything more, please tell us. And I'm all, I'm all for that because it's a case of if you can't go, and it's always been amongst us as a group, if you can't go, you pass it to somebody else at face value. Yeah. But it's not the same for everyone. No. Yeah. I think the 58 is built up, isn't it? It's done really well for the last six months. Mm. How they go into the new season is a tough one for them, let's be honest. New manager. So going to be some new players. Some of the deadwood's gone. And there's you're going to want to get behind the new manager, aren't you? It's mm. It seems like they're potentially a plan and a new a new beginning. So do they want to be disruptive to that? They've got to play this carefully as well because they are for, not off. Force is probably a strong word. But they're a name now within Old Trafford. And yeah, I, I think I'd be. It's guaranteed that there's a protest for the Brighton game. Oh, guaranteed. Okay. Of course there will be. Mm. Otherwise, it undermines the good work that they've done to this point. Mm. Right? I mean, cause yeah. this is the thing where, like, where rival fans used to kind of back the suit, like, oh, it seems like you, you now you've gone shit. You want to protest, kick up a fuss. When Ronaldo signed, oh, are you still going to be protesting now? You got Ronaldo back. He's he's bought Sancho, bought Varane. Um, so yeah, you're right. You have to be kind, of not seen to be spoiled twats about it. But it all comes back to as a fan base, we all have to be singing off the same hymn sheet. I think the Glazers are just hanging on to it just to spite us all. Now, I don't really I mean, see any financial reason why. They're just well, the clubs. Well, just... I, I, I see two fucking financial reasons every half a year, man. They get, they yeah, get twenty I know, million. But they could sell price. it. They could sell it for half of what it's worth and, and make more the, money. Than... That, that's the thing that still fucking blows my mind, right? So they paid. I think it was like seven hundred ninety mil. Nah, they didn't though, did they? By United, because it was all that was just all. I don't know how much of that death. was cash. I, I think I think they might have put in like between like maybe two three hundred mil. I don't think the they did. Like, I honestly they did. think they put in like ten million quid or something. I don't think it was no. There was there was a significant amount because the debt one at the start was like five hundred five hundred and twenty, I think, at the start. So whatever the price difference between five twenty and whatever, I think it was seven ninety, roughly thereabouts. I reckon between two and three hundred mil was cash, and the rest was on that leverage buyout. You see valuations now anywhere in the region of three to five billion, depending on where you look at. And they bought it for seven ninety, of which they only put in a rough. Maximum two to three hundred of their own money, they could make fucking billions, and they're still holding on to this twenty million a year dividend. It doesn't make sense. It's not the right yield. It's as a, from a business perspective, it's it's not a good return on investment for what you could get by comparison. I've, I, I, I don't know, Jim Ratcliffe, man. I've, I've I'd love it if it happened. He's obviously was willing to get into buying a Premier League club. Had it rejected at Chelsea, kind of went in late doors, like he was never really going to get it. And then what's going on? What what's happened since? It's all gone a bit quiet. You see Michael Knighton speaking about it. Um, he was an ex-director at United. 
I, I've, I don't know. I, I think it, it feels like a pipe dream that the Glazers will sell United, but at some point they will. At some point it will happen. Mm. Everything's got a price. Everything. Of course it does. It's business. And I didn't think that many people would go for Chelsea because of maybe he was selling it and some of the stuff around it. But how many bidders did they have? I think they had they, five initially and then obviously two dropped out. But they had was... tons of offers. I think for main point for everyone is I don't think nobody would give a toss about who really owns the club if the structure of the club is right in terms of the people who are making the decisions are the right people for those roles. So, in regards to what uh, Richard, so about, no, right, your, your point there. So, do you think that if Manchester United, right, say we've we've actually fucking turned a leaf here, and the structure that started for the next few years? The football starts to come back. Ten Hag, say it works. Next three, four years, we see an identity. We get better every season. We start making really good signings. Do you think what's going to what's going to happen? It's just going to kind of be parked again, or would it still stay as vociferous towards the Glazers? It, it will. That that remains to be seen. But if if they from a business, you can't knock their ability in terms of what they've done commercially with the club. They 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 essentially grown it to a especially in the states. Um, how much how the commercial revenue has gone up? We were just, we were getting new sponsors every other week about seven eight years ago. Um, so commercially the the revenue has gone up, but now what's happened is we've fallen so far off on the pitch. If you look at the the disparity between what there was between United, Liverpool, City, and Arsenal, um that's now a lot closer because they're now getting all the prize money and United are getting nothing. And as as Richard Arnold says, um, we, the club, need this money from the sponsors. And do they want to be essentially associating themselves with um, a brand where they're, for no, re- for no fault of their own, they're getting negative press. Like if you go on TeamViewer, they're Google reviews. Yeah, <laughs> it just. I do quite like those those little barrages that come out of nowhere, mm. all one stars, just complete and utter shit. Mm. So, if like, like for example, do will Newcastle fans really care that they're owned by Saudis? Probably not. I mean, they won't because they've had Mike Ashley. Mm. So as far as they're concerned, the devil's left. Mm. So who comes? I in? mean, if, if you look at Liverpool, they they went from Hicks and Gillette to this FSG. But what FSG did, they put the right football people underneath them. And above Klopp to make those decisions, whereby who the manager wanted bred into with what the um, the fo- directors of football and whatever their transfer committee they've got, and that's the thing that needs to kind of happen over a period of time. Like tying it, tying this back into the original conversation about the Richard Arnold chat. What do you reckon the Glazers are going to? If they're going to have a reaction to what that video is, what's their reaction going to be? Do you reckon that? Like they're looking at that going. Okay, like Richard Arnold carried himself pretty well. Are they pissed off that he said we burned through money? I don't have enough money to build this new stadium. We need investment. How are the Glazers looking at that interview? Same as any other football club. I don't think they care. They're, no. they're not, they're, when was the last time they were in Manchester? Years and years ago. I don't think they care. Uh, I think with regards to the infrastructure, you've just got to look at Arsenal, Tottenham, some other stadiums that are being built, the Everton one. It's coming from outside sources. It's no different to any other football stadium in the world. No club or owner, well, some owners might have the money, like Man City's owner and, New, and uh, the Newcastle owners. But 
the money's going to come from an external source. I don't think the Glazers give a toss. No, I don't. I generally don't. Alex hit it on the nail within the first five minutes. You can bang on as much as you want in Audley Edge and Wilmslow. The real issue is in Tampa. And I'm not saying we, they're uh, quarter to nine on a Monday night that there should be trouble over in Tampa. But there should be. There, there should be. I'm, I'm actually amazed that it's never Glazers, happened. No, with regard to Arnold, Glazers don't give a toss. It'd be BAU. Has, has there a, been anything? Has there been anything in Tampa? I've never, I've not heard anything ever. I've, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a couple of like Sky journalists sort of bug them a bit, but like it's, it, it's probably you're probably right. It's that distancing, isn't it? It's like I, I don't really care what the, the bombs are going off overseas. I'm just hearing sunny. I'm just hearing he, sunny. Richard, Richard Arnold even said it himself. He goes, then it's all kind of lip service and noise to them. All these anti. He goes, do you reckon they're bothered by a few anti anti Glazer chants? They don't care. He goes, he even said he goes they're they're hard as nails or whatever, something like that along those words um, where quite clearly they they're in it for the long haul they're in, they're in it for the money I'll tell you how the hell how the hell do you organise something on the scale of what would be needed in Tampa to make a difference how the, how the hell do you do that but the Bucks I, I'm not an American football fan so hopefully one of you one of you three are Alex. Oh, Alex! Alex is always like, that. Oh. No, but are, are the, the Bucks a big team, a big franchise, whatever it is over there in America? Not, not, no, not at all. Who would More. you compare them to in the Premier League now? Um, well, <laughs> they're they're currently really good, so they, <laughs> they they might they might be like they might be like two thousand and like eight Man City or two thousand and seven Man City, something like that. Haven't they just got Tom Brady? Haven't they again? Yeah, he's he's come out of retirement. Yeah, is that a playing? Is that a playing decision, or do you think that's a commercial decision? No, no, it's a playing decision. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They got a chance to win again with him. And do they make money? The Bucks? I presume so. I presume so. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, they're not a very popular team. It's a real small market, Tampa. They're quite a new team as well. I think maybe 50, what, 40 years old. What was the um, wasn't it, what was the gap between the Super Bowl they won the other year and the previous one? It was a, it was two thousand and two, and then two thousand and twenty or whenever it was. That... Yeah, yeah. Like if you're going back to talk about Tampa Bay Bucks, do you know the the whole story behind uh, how they got their new stadium? Because that was a whole massive. I haven't done a video on it yet because I can't be asked to do the research, but I will do it at some point. Is um they basically uh, the Glazers threatened. Tampa that they're going to move the entire franchise out of the city if the council didn't stump up cash to at least part or, or majority pay for the stadium and it was a huge like thing that went through the courts and eventually the Glazers won they got a huge amount of money from they did. the government and uh, they didn't have to pay hardly anything for this brand new stadium which I don't know who I don't know what the ownership structure of it is but yeah they've got a uh, history but there's a pirate ship in there, and every time they score, they fire cannons. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should get that out of Old Trafford, don't you think? But are they loved in America? They seem Who? to be by the Twitter feed. As soon as you put, as soon as Tampa Bay put a tweet out these days, it's all United fans bombarding it. And the Americans, they seem to bite quite a bit, bless them. But <laughs> they seem to like the Glazers. Well, I mean, they've just won a Super Bowl. They've, they're probably like second favourites to do it again this year. So. It's yeah. just like it's, it's they're not like 2008 Man City. No, I was trying <laughs> well, to think of that. That's such a terrible comparison. No, it's not. They lost seven-one to Middlesbrough. Was it on the uh, last day of the season? No, was that 2008? All right, <laughs> no. 2011 then. Oh, no. there we go. I'm just thinking of Stephen Ireland. Was he 2008? I think he was. Yeah, he was. Terrible team, but um, 
Ah, oh, fuck it. I can't be asked to talk about Glazers anymore. Uh, let's have a quick couple of minutes on transfers, eh? Because it's getting a bit exhausting. It's been uh, it's been a slow start. I think that's a fair way to describe it. But Bal, you, you alluded to it. Apparently, ah, uh, this, uh, this oh. is the week. This is the week. It wasn't last week. This is the week. We'd hope so because you know Ten Hag is coming back to the club in a week. Mm. So if he comes in and there's literally nothing done, you'd imagine he'd be pretty pissed off, right? He started early. He he came the day after winning the title. <laughs> To get things started early, get the wheels in motion, and there's nothing on De Jong. It looks like De Jong will happen, right? Mm. It's just a case of haggling over the fee. Ericsson, what do you reckon about? What do you make about the Ericsson situation? Is it just like a straight matter replacement? Because in that sense, it's kind of it's a good free transfer, right? No, I think he's still got a lot more. He's got a lot more to offer than Matter did. Yeah. I was a big Matter fan. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Eric, Ericsson can play football. I've seen the clip on um, Twitter earlier, just videos of balls he was playing. A lot of the times you've seen the likes of Ronaldo, but even Rashford did it a couple of years back where he'd make runs and that ball just wouldn't come. That yeah. ball just wouldn't come. And he's like, now I'm in an offside position. So if you kind of add somebody like America, uh, Ericsson deep lying, I don't know if physically he can, if he can do it in that position. Especially if you're buying someone like De Jong. Do, in, does, in what position is it? Are you going to play on is, is the question. Yeah. Well, it's a bit underwhelming, isn't it? It's another player who, when we were linked with him, like before he left Spurs, right? When he was twenty-seven or twenty-six, something. But this, this is the thing: is we, people just need to get a bit realistic of where we're at at the moment. You know, okay, you might go and get Frankie De Jong because we're the only club who are going to pay Barcelona what he wants, and he'll fit in well with what how the manager wants to play, and he's played under him before. And then you add someone like Donny back in, who's played in the midfield with Frankie, and they've worked well. Um, but you're not going to just keep you. You effectively, if you look at it now from Ericsson's point of view, you can stay in Tottenham. So you stay in London, play for Tottenham again if you want. Really want to do play Champions League football, yeah. Or he can go and challenge himself at a you would say arguably a well, no argument about it, a bigger club at United. The challenge is bigger in terms of getting him back to the top. Um, but it all depends on what what motivates a player. What what he's in it for, and you're not going to just keep getting someone like Nunes. What would you? He he'd probably sign for Liverpool for fifty grand less a week and play for Klopp, because at his age, the man he's going to learn playing under Klopp is going to be more than the extra fifty fifty hundred grand that United are going to pay him. Yeah, there was no chance we were getting Nunes as soon as Liverpool came into it. I think we were willing to pay like I don't know something like sixty seventy mil, but we we couldn't afford to drop a hundred mil. On mm. someone who's had one breakout season in Portugal, mm. not not at this point in time. Because mm. that's the problem. Everyone's been moaning for the last, even as uh, Richard said, we've hemorrhaged money because there's been actually no thought as to how we're going about signing players. We waited until deadline day to sign Fellaini when we could have signed him for his release clause three three weeks earlier. Yeah, different different types of manager. Every manager we've had has had a different style of play. You know, it's been like proper U-turns between mm. managers we've had. It hasn't been like a slight. I, I really think United should try and get Raheem Sterling. If he's going, if he's leaving, he's going Chelsea. I think that would be a. Is he any different to Marcus Rashford? Yeah, are you joking? No. Way better, yeah. loads better. But it feels like we've got a load of those players. Like, in you know, he position. just plays in a, a, a much better team. Not really. You put the ball in the right places. Nah, he's he's way better. I would I would definitely Rashford. say that Sterling's far more rounded than Rashford. Well, he's a lot. He was, he was four, three, four years older as well. 
He's only 20, he's, he's like 27, isn't he? 27? He's not finished. It helps, so, who, it helps who you're playing with, doesn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, he's 27. Yeah, I'd have him. He's good. He's very good. And if you, I suppose United if you're going to be fan, apparently. Oh, everyone is right. Everyone is really. If mate, if you if you're going to spend like 50, 60 mil on Anthony, you you'd have to have a conversation about Raheem Sterling then, surely. Yeah. I mean, look, that, Lingard's gone. Martial's not realistically going to going to play much. So that leaves you just with what Sancho, Paul Pogba, <laughs> Sancho, <laughs> Rashford. Who else is there? Alanga. 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 You can get Garnacho in there. He'll probably get some minutes this season. Ronaldo. It, it sounds like Garnacho is going to get um, sort of fast tracked. Yeah, I like him. Hope he uh, hope he kicks on for sure. But uh, I don't know. I can't see us going after Sterling. Look, let's hope that next Monday. Jesus Christ! I said. I think I said this last Monday. Actually, I was like, oh, let's hope next week that we've got something more to talk about with transfers. And we've got absolutely nothing to really talk it's about. Buy off. Is that, is that I rumor? mean, he should be. He should be. That just means that you've just got another. Like, if we don't bring in a centre half, a good one, that just means that Maguire's playing every minute next year. Well, well, we're linked with. Uh, it looks like Urien Timber. Looks like Louis Van Howe's convinced Urien Timber not to join United. I can't believe uh, that. I mean, I can understand why he'd want to stay at Ajax right now for one more season. I could understand it. Champions League football. He will play every week. He probably will get more of a chance to play in the world, but it's a little bit short-sighted of him to not come to United and switch the club, go from, you know, small fish, small pond, small fish, big pond. It's nicer. Eric oh, Ten Hag. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I would love him too, but they were linked with uh, Lissandra Martinez as well. Both of them in a similar sort of player profile, ball playing, possession-based footballers is who we're looking at, really. We haven't really been linked properly with a defensive midfielder, which still staggers me a little bit. And yeah. I hope that... I hope that something changes because I think it's going to be a fucking oversight if we don't sign one. I think, <laughs> yeah. to the priority, but I think there's a pot there of which majority I think will go on De Jong. Then you'll get a 20, 30 million pound signing. You might get a freebie like Ericsson. Ericsson. And then the rest, you're relying on sales. I mean, United you know should be getting like, if you're looking at Eric by, I reckon 10 to 15 mil. That's not an unreasonable expectation. Martial, I think you should be getting best part of thirty mil, twenty to thirty mil for Martial. I yeah. think if we're if we're a good if we're a good selling club, you get that much for him. Yeah, but we're not. And that's I know we're not. Yeah. It's like did you see City selling their goalkeeper to Southampton? It's like Gavin Bazunu. I was like, who the fuck is Gavin Bazunu? And they got like fifteen million for him. I it's incredible. I mean, what? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I didn't make it up. So someone bought a player for thirty million. I was like, I've never fucking heard of this fucker. Someone oh, that was uh, West Ham buying the Wren, the guy from Wren. Yeah, I was like, it's a thirty million pound player used to be wow, like Rio Ferdinand level, Juan Sebastian Rowan level. That <laughs> like, really? Rio Ferdinand was thirty mil. Forgot about that. Like you, you're talking top top quality, but oh well. <laughs> I reckon for at least thirty percent of this podcast, we've sounded like grumpy old fucking men. <laughs> Probably more actually. Well, that is what we are. I hope to. <laughs> hate to break it to you. Ex- I accept certainly the reality. Am. All right, accept the reality. Gonna go Father's Day, a fucking Father's Day yesterday. How was it, mate? What'd you get? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I cooked the breakfast. Yeah, no, Jesus. Took him out for dinner the night before. That's it. Well, that was nice. That works out. Yeah. Modern, that's a modern Father's Day, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> look, look, I'll wrap this up now. We're going to start getting. We're going to start crying here. But look. <laughs> The Richard Arnold thing, I hope that 
something good can come from it overall. I think the fact that we've got a CEO fronting up and doing that decision, the fact that he went and faced them, I think is a good sign. Let's see if it leads to anything different after it, right? It might not. It might just be a flash in the pan. Let's find, let's find out, right, in the next few weeks. Yeah. See, look, if, thank you, see if you can reach out to the uh, Central Florida hey, look, he, supporters mate, club. I, I, I went on to LinkedIn. I was like, Richard Arnold, let me just like, try and slide into his DMs. And he accepted my invitation on LinkedIn. He hasn't replied to my message either. Yeah, he hasn't replied to my message. I sent him in February. So I'm going to try and re-slide. No, Central so Florida supporters email. club. That's what we need. He replies to every email. Yeah, I need to try and get his email. So if anyone's listening, you've got Richard Arnold's email. Well, Richard Arnold at, at manunited.co.uk. I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's a probably a likely chance. It's a likely chance. I'll try it, but look, we'll see what goes on. Thank you, everyone, for joining in today. Um, make sure you follow. What is it? Spotify, Apple, Google, Deezer. I don't know if you're on Deezer. Might be. Might not be. Do they still sponsor United Deezer? I think well, they do. Had this kind of sponsors we're getting now. No idea. Oh, yeah. Do we had like that Japanese tire sponsor? We had some weird sponsors. No, you keep that Jay Lings to yourself there, Jay. You're you're now Jay Langs. That's stuck. That's, that's stuck forever. I don't know why no one's called you Jay Langs before, but I don't know. His fucking TikTok video. I don't oh, know. Just, oh, I don't Jesus. know why. I want that Michael Jackson one. Jesus, fucking oh, grow up, mate. All right, <laughs> right. So that means that we've ended the podcast. Around forty-five percent grumpy old men. We'll hmm. leave it at that. <laughs> Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Rachel Fisher. And I'm Desi Jenikin. And we host Hollywood Crime Scene. Our show is about the salacious crimes and scandals of the rich and famous, from the early days of Hollywood to the 21st century. We also cover Los Angeles history, true events that inspired movies, interesting biographies, and more. At the end of the week, we drop our mini-episode, which recaps the news everyone is talking about, plus the weirdest stories of the week from around the globe. We also talk about food a lot. Subscribe to Hollywood Crime Scene wherever you find podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Sports Social Podcast Network.